الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدي لهم سبولنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم When an individual decides to apply themselves to a particular path, there's uh, usually a, uh, a finite way of knowing whether they've accomplished the goals of that path. And this applies um, uh, on many different levels. It applies in um, various aspects of our life. So, for instance, <clears throat> if somebody... decides that they want to become a lawyer, then they uh, first must enroll in law school. And then when they enroll, they have to devote and dedicate three years of their time to the study of law. And it's a very intense three years. Um, and there are people who start and they don't, they enroll, uh, but they don't complete. And as a result, they don't receive their degree at the end, which means that uh, taking the first step was is not sufficient. There's more to be done. Um, it requires that sustained or that concerted effort for that extended period of time. So when they receive the diploma, then now you can say that this person's a lawyer, this person's an engineer, this person's, you know, this person's an architect. You have that diploma, you have that certificate, you have that degree. It's because you decided to apply yourself to something in order to Um, complete that process there there's something there's a particular achievement at the end that's that's waiting and this applies uh, in our dini uh, studies and and um, uh, as well so for instance if a person decides to study uh, tajweed right they're going to sit with a teacher and they're going to study uh, all the rules of tajweed And they'll put in an effort, they'll have to sacrifice, and eventually they'll be given an ijazah, a, a certification, saying that they had, uh, they've, they've now mastered the science of tajweed. <clears throat> um, it isn't enough that they just begin that step. It isn't that they just show up to the first class. They actually have to carry through with it. And there are many people that show up to that first class, and they don't carry through with it. Right? There are many people that... Um, That, uh, that 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 start and they maybe quit halfway or they they lose their energy and they don't get that certificate they don't get that ijaza uh, Quran as well right If somebody wants to memorize the Quran right Hifz al Quran the you decide to apply yourself to that path and the way you know that you've you could say succeeded in that path or that you've met your goal for that path is to complete the memorization of Quran if you don't complete the memorization then Uh, then then you haven't you haven't met that final goal and uh, there are obviously people who begin the path and due to a variety of reasons they aren't able to complete it so they don't they don't have that uh, necessarily to show so you, you see this principle it applies in our secular studies it applies in our academic dini studies and it also applies in our spiritual um, journey as well right person decides to apply themselves to the path of suduk um, there's and there's a there's a goal that that person should have in mind there's 
a you could say an endpoint um, although it's not really an endpoint but for the purposes of this uh, talk there's an endpoint and the endpoint of this path is called nisbah the endpoint of this path is called nisbah and Essentially, what nisbah is is it is a lasting connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So, look, the person decides, a person decides that they want to purify or rectify themselves. They want to do islah of themselves. They decide to get on the path of the sawafur of suduk. They decide that they're going to make this journey of drawing closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and the end result of that. Or the end, the, the the end goal of it is that they achieve a permanent connection with Allah, and that permanent connection is called nisbah. Now, there are two major effects of nisbah. The first is that when a person attains it, the sunnah and the sharia take over their life. That becomes the dominant driving force behind everything that they do. That's one. And the other thing, and this is sometimes a misunderstanding, <coughs> people think that when a person attains this permanent connection with Allah, which is nisbah, they think that there is no possibility of making a mistake. But that's not true because every human being is a human being and every human being will make a mistake with the exception of the prophets. The sahaba themselves, or the Allah, who made mistakes. The difference between someone who has attained nisbah and someone who has not is that the person who has attained nisbah will be quick to turn back to Allah when they make a mistake. And the person who lacks in this connection with Allah, they will hesitate or they will take their time in turning back to Allah. That's the difference. So the first is that the sunnah and sharia take over that person's life because of this lasting connection with Allah. And the second is that the person will always be quick to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala says in the Qur'an, وَيَهْدِي إِلَيْهِ مَنْ يُنِيبُ The Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides those who turn back to Him. So this is uh, the end goal, you can say, or this is the goal of someone who's treading the path of suduk. Now, there's three points to highlight about nisbah. The first is that it requires that a person spend time purifying themselves. The first point to know about it is that it requires that a person spend time purifying themselves. Let's take it a step back. The Prophet ﷺ, he was chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to carry this deen. His heart was uh, had the ability to capture all of uh, the final deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Everything that's contained within the final deen of Allah was placed into the heart of the Prophet ﷺ. And that's something of significance. Imagine the weight of the deen. Imagine the vastness of our deen. Imagine all the responsibilities associated with our deen. And that was all placed in the heart of the Prophet ﷺ. That was his, that was, uh, that was, that's, a, that's one of the miracles of the Prophet 
And then from the Prophet's heart, that deen was then distributed to over a hundred thousand sahaba from his heart to their heart. Right? And it comes in a narration, the Prophet said that uh, that the deen was given to him and then Anil Qasim, and I'm the distributor of this deen. And this deen was then distributed from his heart, and it required a hundred and hundred thousand plus sahabas, the hearts of a hundred thousand plus sahaba, to be able to capture what was in the heart of Rasulullah. Think about that for a moment. That's what was contained within the heart of the Prophet. This is why when a person in a state of Iman would come into the company of the Prophet, <laughs> that person immediately their title would change to a Sahabi. Their title would change to a Sahabi. And the effect of a person's title saying to a Sahabi is that they come under the umbrella or the banner of Radiallahu Anhu Radhuan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not pleased with them. So one moment spent in the company of the Prophet, right? is able to transform that person's life permanently. One moment where a person comes into the company of the Prophet that person's life is able to be transformed completely. You can see the power that was in the heart of the Prophet Okay, so now that was distributed across hundreds of thousands of Sahaba. Right, whatever was contained in the heart of Prophet and the Sahaba attained success through that, and then the Sahaba then passed this tradition down onto the the, the generation that came after the Tabi'een, and then the Tabi'een then adopted all of this into that generation, and so this was dis- then distributed, you could say, and um, what uh, and so these were obviously the Sahaba were a very righteous group of people. Right, Allah Taala says about them that فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ فَقَدِ اهْتَدَوْا that if they believed. Uh, the way you believe, meaning to, meaning the Sahaba, the Prophet, the way you believe, then they would they would uh, they would have been guided. They would have been guided. So the Sahaba were obviously a very special group of people. And these were these were people that were chosen by Allah, and then the Tabi'in were another very special group of people that were able to take from the hearts of the Sahaba and, and uh, uh, all that they had gained from the Prophet and they were able to put in their own heart as well. Now, as time went on because of the fitnas of the time and because of the sins that people began to engage themselves in, etc., it became or has become more difficult to, act, to take a lot of that in. So as a result, the, the ulama of the heart, the mashayikh of, of, of suluk, have, um, uh, over time, came to the, to the recognition that it requires a degree of purification for a person in terms of their heart, to be able to actually capture that lasting connection with Allah Ta'ala. The Sahaba would get it in a second. But for us, it's, it's just not possible anymore. It requires effort and it requires purification. So this is the this is part of the reason. When a person is on the path of, of suluk and they're trying to become closer to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and they're trying to gain that nisbah, an essential component is that they have to purify themselves. They have to remove sin from their life. They have to remove... Uh, filth from their heart, and then and only then can their heart actually capture that, um, capture what's been what's been passed down from generation to generation. Okay, that's the first thing to note about it. The second thing to note is that in order to attain nisbah, it requires tremendous sacrifice. In order to attain nisbah, it requires tremendous sacrifice and there's two ways that a person can make that sacrifice one is through devotion and dedication meaning that a person makes a firm commitment to themselves and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the guidance of their teacher 
that they are going to be 100% committed to Allah in every decision that they make, every uh, every subsequent move in their life is going to be for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That requires tremendous dedication and most of us don't have that ability, right? I mean, to be able to make it that firm decision and then to act upon it as well, to say that I'm going to be consistent in my tahajjud, I'm going to leave all forms of sin, I'm going to be consistent in my Qur'an, I'm going to, you know, really put in a lot of effort and devotion into my worship and I'm going to, you know, absolutely stay away from anything that's other than Allah, right? There's a difference, there's, you know, I'm going to stay, I'm this halal and haram and I'm going to stay away from haram and I'm going to focus on halal. That's that's the beginner's stage, right? A person who's on the path of of of, of drawing nearer to Allah, they're not thinking halal. They're thinking Allah and ghayr Allah. Does this have anything to do with Allah? Okay, I'm with it. And if it's ghayr Allah, if it has nothing to do with Allah, or if it's not you know connected to Allah, then I have nothing to do with it. Whether it be permissible or not, it's a completely different story. I'm not having anything to do with ghayr Allah. So the second, uh, so 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 it requires so one way by which. Um, a person can sacrifice is through this devotion and dedication, and through that, uh, and through the you know the the attention and the guidance of their teacher, they're able to sort of capture what's in their teacher's heart and then they bring it into their own heart as well. The other way that a person sacrifices for nisbah, or the, a person can can make this can make this happen, is that some difficulty falls upon them from Allah, and that difficulty is so extreme that through their patience in that difficulty they their rank elevates very quickly and you see this in fact in the lives if you look back at the lives of most of our mashayikh and most of the prominent ulama you see that yet yeah, there was a degree of devotion but they were placed through extreme tests the likes of which we um, we we probably haven't heard it. We certainly we wouldn't be able to to, to experience. And I, I've seen this. These people are alive today. Actually, they're put in <laughs> such an extreme stress or extreme difficulty uh, that we wouldn't be able to understand. And as a result of their patience and perseverance, and really, it's it's their decision to maintain their iman through this difficulty that they're able to progress. Because when you're in certain uh, stressful situations. You know, it's now a matter of can I just hold on to my iman for this time period? Not can I advance myself? Not can I, you know, maintain even my salats? Can I just hold on to my iman through this time? And that person's patience and perseverance is so uh, beloved to Allah that He elevates their rank very quickly. And and so this is the the second way by which a person's uh, you could say that. So the the. The second point about nisbah is that it requires tremendous sacrifice. And the one way is through extreme devotion and dedication and fervor and passion for deen. And the other way is that the person is faced with extreme difficulty and they come through that difficulty um, still being cognizant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third point to remember about nisbah, and this is perhaps the most important point, anyone can achieve it. Anyone can attain it. With Allah's permission, anyone can attain it. The one requirement is that you have to want it. The one requirement is that you have to want it. It should be a deep desire of ours 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with a lasting connection with Him. And sometimes we take this lightly. Look, in deen, the intention of a person is very powerful. We know that from hadith. Right? That actions are according to their intentions. And according to hadith, if you make an intent for something very lofty, you get the reward of that intention. But your intention has to be pure. And it has to be there. That truly, 100%, you, you have to be fully with it. The desire of a believer, the yearning of a believer is called talab. And if a person lacks in talab, then it'll be impossible for them to attain this. But if a person has a desire, a deep desire in their heart that, that they truly want this lasting and permanent connection with Allah, they have this deep desire within their heart, this yearning, this constant you know, worry that they're not going to get there. This constant du'a to Allah that, Ya Allah, let me reach that sort of a state. If a person has that yearning and that desire, it's possible. You have to get, you have to, you have to want it. You have to actually want it. Now, before that, you have to get on the path. Right? I mean, some people struggle with actually getting on the path of suduk to begin with. They debate and, 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 uh, for, for, for months and for years. And should I do this? And should I take on a teacher? And should I try to become closer to Allah? Should I, is this what's right for me? And they're, if, you, if you don't enroll in law school, you're never going to get the degree. Right? I mean, if, you don't ever, if you don't enroll in medical school, you're never going to become a physician. It's just not possible. So the first step is to actually enroll and take that step. Right. Otherwise, the, the 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 chances of attaining nisbah are, are, are slim. I mean, there's other there's obviously multiple ways to get to it, right? But you have to actually enroll to begin with. Now, once you've enrolled, you have to have a deep desire in your heart, and it has to be a constant du'a from your heart. It isn't that you're just you know raising your hands and asking Allah every Ramadan that Ya Allah make me close to you or Ya Allah grant me this you know this maqam. It isn't that. It's that this desire is from your heart and it's there night and day, night and day, night and day. That, Ya Allah, I'm failing you. Ya Allah, I know it. I don't deserve it. But Ya Allah, you are merciful. And this is such a deep desire of mine. Ya Allah, guide me along this path. So it's possible for anyone. It just requires a um, degree of... It, it requires a few things. It requires several things. Obviously, it requires sacrifice, devotion. It requires an intention. And it requires... Uh, most importantly, it requires talab. It requires a desire, and most of us are lacking in that part of it. We aren't ready to. We 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 um we haven't made that commitment. If we haven't made the commitment, then how uh, can we expect to achieve the goal? Right? How can we expect to achieve the goal? So this is the this is our understanding. This is the goal of anyone who's on the path of drawing closer to Allah. This is possible. This should be our niyyah. This should be our desire. This should be our dua. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, allow us to uh, draw closer and closer to Him through the course of this weekend and through the course of uh, through the course of our life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on iman until the day we pass away. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the goal of nisbah reality for, for all of us. Uh, and may He make it a, a path that's... Um, that's not that that, that that's uh, one of, of relative ease for us. Wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.